Hey, good evening everyone, uh, dear venerable uh, members of the Mahasangha, uh, dear friends in Dhamma. I'm very happy to be here in this evening to talk to you, even uh, though it is for a <coughs> short time. Uh, I was thinking uh, to talk about a very special topic today. Uh, it's a very simple topic. Uh, you already know that, I hope. Uh, you become what you think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's not a new idea, new thing for you. But that is something I really enjoy uh, thinking about and uh, experiencing it. Uh, experiencing that uh, nature uh, within myself. Uh, <clears throat> I think we all have an idea what it simply means, right? Uh, you become what you think. It simply means, you know, when, when you hear this uh, term, we have an idea that uh, whatever you wish to become, you know, in the future, uh, sooner or later, uh, that thing you become. Know? Like if you want to be a, a doctor, an engineer, a good uh, a businessman or politician, uh, so you work on it, so you become it. So that is the uh, simple idea that we understand uh, from this term. But if you uh, clearly understand this term, if you really observe this uh, point in yourself, I look at it uh, in a very different perspective. The way I look at it is that this happening all the time. This is happening to us every single moment. What it means? Suppose when you have anger in your mind. Okay, when you have anger in your mind, for that moment, for that very moment, you become anger and nothing else and no one else. You become just the anger. How do you experience that? We all have that experience. When we have anger in our mind, we can experience that physically. In physical experience, we can see how anger is taking place in our body, changing the entire system, the blood system, the heart rate, the brain, you start perspiring, uh, breathing very uh, fast, things like that. Of course, uh, the mind also becomes very different. So there you have completely become the anger. Even though, it, and also when you have fear in yourself, you completely become the fear and nothing else for that moment. So, that is something uh, very interesting to observe. 
if you uh, uh, carefully pay attention to your everyday life experience, that how you change your identity every single moment in this way. It works in the positive way and the negative way. When you have any negative condition in your mind, you become that. It is not something that happens in the future, tomorrow or day after tomorrow, next week, next year. It's happening right there when it comes to our mental experience. So therefore, <coughs> uh, according to the teachings of the Buddha, we always uh, try to understand this nature, the constantly changing nature within our body and mind. It is happening always, even though you are aware or not about this nature. And that is pretty obvious to understand. In that way, you become what you think. And that's the most common idea. We understand that point. But if you can really become mindful, if you really become aware of uh, your experience, you can clearly see that it's not only the thinking. Is it possible to, uh, for you to become what you see? What do you think? Hmm? That also happens. Think about it for a moment. You can become what you see. I think that's why <coughs> people like to watch the water. We always like to be with the water, play with the water. We always like to go to the beaches and uh, enjoy just looking at it. Why is that? It's calming. It's calming. And uh, it has this floating, uh, the flowing nature. Right? So even though you are aware of it or not, that, uh, this quality of the water gets into yourself. You find that connection, that spiritual connection, so that you enjoy <coughs> that floating, the flowing, free nature of this water. I think that's why the waterfronts are always expensive. <laughs> right? People always enjoy that. We always enjoy that. So soothing, so pleasing to our eyes, to our physical body, uh, to our mind. So that's right there. It's happening. It automatically becomes. You can easily become what you see. Okay? And for another instance, so suppose there's a very small little cute baby in front of us. Can you imagine what would you be doing? <laughs> uh? Well, you, you will come around this little baby and like to play with him, you know, smile, you know, follow the baby, the nature, 
that free nature, the moving nature of that little baby. Don't you think you have become the baby even for that moment? You are. You are a baby. No. So we like that. We enjoy it. So that's how it takes place all the time. You become what you see. I think that's why uh, the enlightened people, the Buddha and other enlightened beings, they always enjoyed being in the nature, being in the forests, being with the waterfalls, beautiful trees, and all these things. They can freely get connected with this beauty <coughs> in nature. So we have to become very receptive, we have to be very sensitive to uh, these things in a positive way. The way I look at it is that you can be uh, enjoying your life very easily. Since many beautiful things are happening around you. So that happens especially <coughs> when we practice this meditation. When you learn to live in the present moment, you really become conscious about it. When you live in the present moment, everything becomes very alive, no, not a dead thing. You look at things as you are looking at them for the very first time. So you completely enjoy them. That's the marvel of being in the present moment, I understand. So therefore, uh, your relationships, your children, your husband and wife and other people even uh, can be very meaningful to you. you, know, you become very sensitive to these experiences. You know. So the point here is <coughs> not only our thinking, not only what you see, not only what you hear, everything that come in contact with our senses, that thing you become. So that is what I understand the real plasticity of our human nature. So today in the modern technology, in the science, especially in the psychology field, they talk about this plasticity of the brain, you know, how it changes and how it can be developed and trained the way we want. So when we understand this nature, that we constantly change our identity uh, through what we experience through our senses, I think that touches a very special point in the Dhamma that we learn in the Buddha's teachings. That is the idea of uh, having uh, the sense of self, uh, the ego, that we always think, we always believe that there is uh, uh, an unchanging person, being, uh, entity is existing within this psychophysical uh, experience. So it's a very good point to 
see, very good point to understand that we are constantly changing in this way, within what we experience through our senses, our thoughts, our emotions. So there's no place for your ego to exist, that we are constantly changing. That's the beauty I see in this nature. So we can easily let go of that idea. The interesting point here, according to the teachings, we always have to be with the positive qualities. So the marvel of this practice uh, is that when we have loving kindness, the compassion, appreciative joy and equanimity and all these positive qualities, you become it and nothing else. When you have this uh, more powerful loving-kindness, compassion in your heart and mind, you become completely nothing but the love. You become it. And that is the most interesting thing uh, we are interested in, in this practice. So in the beginning we follow the Dharma, we follow the teachings, we want to practice meditation, we always running after all these good things. But little by little, little by little, miraculously, you begin to realize that you, be, you become the Dhamma. When you begin to see this reality, when you begin to see these positive <coughs> qualities, spiritual qualities are cultivating uh, within yourself, you are no longer running after them. You become these qualities. You find these positive qualities in yourself. And this is how <coughs> we let go of that great tension, uh, frustration in this practice. You need to simply allow these positive qualities to bloom in yourself, to cultivate in yourself. And that way you can naturally become this positive uh, spiritual uh, person. You can completely let go of your ego and all these negativities in yourself, replacing them with the positive qualities. So therefore, I think it would be very interesting for all of us to uh, be aware, pay attention to this nature, to understand this point. It's really interesting when you begin to observe that nature, that how you uh, become what you experience through your senses, even with the mind, with the thoughts. So that is what I wanted to share with you uh, in this evening. Uh, if you have any uh, questions, right? Any questions, comments, concerns? Is it easier to become what you think about if you practice dealing with it? Uh, yeah. Desire? <coughs> That's right. right. So in this practice, it becomes uh, with the conscious effort, right? <coughs> in the beginning, it doesn't happen automatically. You know, we need some effort. We have to be very conscious about it. We, should, we need to have a real feeling about it, right? 
what these positive qualities are. So the stronger the feeling, mm-hmm. the easier it is to become that. Yeah. That's true. Teaching this uh, appreciative joy, you know, I I heard that this is one of the uh, easiest way in this world to be happy. That is to be uh, with others' happiness, you know, to share it, to consider that when uh, the happiness happened to someone else, if you can consider that ah, it happened to me, it's a part of myself, you know, you can easily become that. Uh, become, uh, uh, like experiencing that same happiness, sharing it, you know, and even physically that happens, you know. We talk about uh, today the mirror neurons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this physical nature, naturally, it's a uh, built-in quality that our brain has this quality that copying <laughs> whatever it perceives, you know. Very practical uh, experience, you know. When someone is yawning, you know, have you observed that? <laughs> Without knowing, you yawn too, right? So that is a very natural quality that we have. You know, you become what whatever you feel. You know, the non-verbal communication mostly happen uh, within uh, these people, that within everything that uh, that are around us. You know, so therefore. <coughs> If you can uh, really enjoy others' happiness in that way, you know, if you can be a part of that, it would be very easy uh, to be happy. You know. So it has a positive uh, aspect to it. You know. So something I found very powerful in your Dhamma talk was that <clears throat> uh, ego and no self is something that I, I always have a little bit of a struggle trying to really <coughs> comprehend and when you explained about uh, how we change each moment and I could see that clearly that that's just a fact yes. um, once you realize that you realize that there is no self to cling on to because oh. from one moment to the next that's not the same so how do you say well that was me that's a moment true. ago you, you can't it's so I think that to me that was one of the best understandings of mm-hmm. no self that I've, I've ever got. Yeah, I think that for the you know, our personal experience, you know, uh, to uh, penetrate uh, <coughs> through, you know, this Dhamma, you know, especially that impermanence, we can clearly observe that within our experience that nothing is existing the same, even for two consecutive moments, mm-hmm. that we are always changing with every nature. Uh, 
it's, it's really a beautiful thing to observe, but, you know. You know, you said that when somebody is happy, we experience happiness when we see them. Somebody's laughing, we feel yeah. like laughing because of these near neurons mm-hmm. we're talking about. Well, what if somebody is suffering? Mm-hmm. That also happens. That also happens. Naturally, it happens, you know. What? Sorry? What happens? Like, you, you suffer too. Would you call that compassion? No. Not really. <laughs> That's not the compassion, actually. You know, people think that uh, it would be appropriate to suffer with the same person. You know, when someone cries, you, you join that person and cry. You make it worse. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You're not really helpful there. You're not really doing something for that person. So if you're so a suffering child and you feel like you're suffering, um, there's no compassion. No. So what good can happen from that? if you suffer too. No, the real compassion is to be aware of that condition and uh, to remain calm and only then you can do something. Right? Then we have to think what we can do. Yeah. The real compassion, yeah, people misunderstand that point. You know, even Buddhist people, (laughs) the compassion means to suffer with others when they are suffering. It's not the real compassion. Right, but it's different, right? It, it's different, like. But really, what uh, compassion really means, you know, to yeah. feel for them, you know, to understand that nature, you know, how they're suffering, how painful that situation is, you know, considering that happened to you too, it's okay to feel in that way. The more you understand in that way, the more you try to help them. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the real compassion. Mm-hmm. That is to wish everyone to be free from all suffering, painful experiences. That's the real compassion. Yeah, I'm happy when I see someone suffering because it, it means they're growing. They have growth. You know, I'm happy when they when they're going through something because they, they're going to get stronger on the other side. You know, they have to get through it. It depends, right? How mm-hmm. we understand it, mm-hmm. of course. Actually, mm-hmm. for uh, in my experience, you know, last year when I went to Sri Lanka. <laughs> Many things happened to my family. You know, my father got sick and he had to go through surgery and my mother got an accident and my, uh, my brother's uh, son got sick and uh, we thought he, he dead. He, he died right there. So many things happened, you know. While all others are suffering, others were suffering, I had that same feeling, you know. I thought, hey, this is the most worst thing that happened to them. So they made it. <laughs> So I have the same feeling. Yeah. The if we're if you're considering yourself suffering, I think we all something I am very you know, especially we all want expressions of sympathy. Mm-hmm. You might yeah. not um, mm-hmm. share the suffering, but express well, or, or the, the person who's suffering will always want or want something like expressions of sympathy, how is that? Is that a good thing? Yeah, that's considered a good thing, right? It's just like, I think, uh, like sharing that or sharing in a sense that you are being with with that person, you know, for that moment, 
uh, with that experience you know just to be spiritually helpful to that person not to leave them alone you know that's the real idea i guess with the sympathy someone that we have uh, like we remember we have seen this person somewhere is that yeah. what you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay Whoa. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there can be some connections right uh, yeah, of, of course we all have that experience you know in different ways so there can be some connections no or not Uh, no, no. So it maybe it's, maybe it's just our same feel, our own feeling, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think uh, that's it. Uh, that's what we uh, wanted to share, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.